If you have your Bibles, open them up to Exodus 33. As I was in prayer this week, I was thanking the Lord for his anointing and for what his Holy Spirit is doing in not only my life personally, but what he's doing as a whole in this ministry. Are you hearing me? How many of you are feeling the shift? Something's happening. You might not be able to put your finger on it, but something big is about to break through. Something big, and I'm telling you, I just know it by the Spirit of God. This is not wishful thinking. Something big is about to break through. And so as I was praying and thanking the Lord for his anointing, for his presence, manifest presence, and what he's going to do. And the Holy Spirit spoke back to me, and he said these words, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. Because it's about to break through. It's about to gush forth. And I feel it so strong. Exodus 33, 7 through 10. It says, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside of the camp. Interesting. We could say, if you really want to seek God, you've got to leave the worldliness behind. You hearing me, somebody? So it was, whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle, that all the people rose and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass, when Moses entered the tabernacle, that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, the presence of God, the manifest presence of God. And the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door. And all the people rose and worshipped each man in his, own, in his tent door. Now look at verses 14 through 18. Exodus 33, 14 through 18. And he said, the Lord said to Moses, My presence will go with you. And I will give you rest. When the presence of God is in your life and on your life, you will have rest no matter what you're going through. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known... We need the presence of God in here. You need the presence of God in your life. Get rid of the junk in your life so that you can have everything that God has. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So... So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are on the the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken. For you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, please show me your glory. 
as I was seeking the Lord in prayer. And really, I mean, I've had this since actually that outpouring that happened in, in 07. But really, strongly, have I, I, I've never pressed in like ever before since my mom's death on March 25th. I have been longing for the glory of God, for the power of God to be manifested in my life and in this ministry and around the world like never before. To have his glorious manifest presence fill my life. And like Moses in my prayer time, I cried out, Lord, show me your glory. And I can feel it as I call out to God. I can feel it. It's like my prayers are being bottled up in heaven. And and it's getting fuller. It's getting fuller. And it's about ready to tip out. And this is what we're about ready to experience in this place, in this area. And I believe with my whole heart. That something's going to break through and it's going to spread like wildfire from big rapids around the world. So when I've been crying out, Lord, show me your glory. The Holy Spirit spoke this to my spirit one day. He said, what are you going to do with it? He said, what are you going to do with my glory and my presence? All I could do when I, when I heard that on the inside, all I could do was just sit there in silence for a while. And finally, as I was meditating on that, these words rose up in my spirit. It, it almost like bubbled up from deep inside of my spirit. It bubbled up out of my mouth. Reflect his glory. Reflect his glory. Write that down. We are to be reflectors of the glory of God. We as Christians are to be reflectors of his glory on this earth right now. I have a a shirt, a Christian shirt, and on the front it says, Be the moon. It glows in the dark. It has a moon and it says, be the moon. And then on the back, it has, a, it has a cross and it says, reflect the sun. Listen to me. You see, the moon does not have light in itself. Did you know that? The moon doesn't produce light. All the moon does, it's a reflector of the light from the sun. Is that interesting? Oh. There is so much to learn from God's creation that we can apply to the Christian walk. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Are you hearing me? We are to be like the moon. We are to reflect the sun. But we are to reflect the glory of God, the sun, S-O-N. You see, if you look into a mirror... And a bright light shines in your eyes. You don't say, wow, that mirror is bright, do you? No, but what do you say? Wow, that reflection in the mirror is bright. Follow me, somebody. It is merely a reflection. And all the light that you and I have as Christian, Christians is from God. 
from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and it does not originate in us. Are you hearing me? And how bright you reflect the glory of God is how much you're pressing in in life with him. And that takes hunger, that takes thirst, and it takes expectation. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. Reflectors of the glory of God on this earth. That's what we are to do. The brighter, the more you press in and the brighter that you shine, guess who gets more glory in your life? The Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. See, it's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's about reflecting his glory on this earth. Second Corinthians 4, 5 and 7 says, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. What is true humility? Knowing that everything you and I have comes from our heavenly father. Are you hearing me? And from a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The excellency of the power is of God and not of us. But we have this treasure The presence of God, the Holy Ghost, the glory of God in earthen vessels to reflect the glory of God. That is why pride is so dangerous. Are you hearing me? You are lifting yourself up above God. And when we as Christians take hold of this truth, we will be walking in a humility And a meekness, a teachableness that will allow us to rely on the power of God more than on our own ability. What's the secret of walking in the power of God? Knowing that it's not from you. It will cause us to rise up in any situation and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. It will cause us to walk on water when the storms of life come roaring at us instead of being overtaken by the flood that the enemy would try to bring with tribulation. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Come on, somebody. I want to walk on water. And God proved to me that I can since the death of my mom. I have never felt the peace of God like I have since my mom's passing. Are you hearing me, somebody? I am walking on water. Hallelujah. It will cause us to rise up and declare 1 Corinthians 2.5. Come on, that my faith will not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of Almighty God. We need to come to that place. Childlike faith. Childlike faith. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. I want to look at 
I'm talking about being reflectors of the glory of God. Reflectors. My question to you is, how bright are you shining today? Because how bright you're shining today shows us how much you're pressing in yesterday. Hello? Hello? Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us, who is us? Christians, believers, exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Carriers of the glory of God. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Our faith in the word and the power of God will cause us to be partakers of the divine nature. And escape the corruption that is in the world. And not just onlookers of it, but partakers of that divine nature. This is, I think this is one thing that Christians really, as a whole in the body of Christ, have, has not taken hold of because of the worldliness that's crept into the body of Christ. They're so focused on the natural. But do you understand that we as Christians can be partakers of the divine nature? That we don't have to live with the corruption, come on, that there are exceedingly great and precious promises in the word that we can stand on. We don't have to put up with the trash that the world and the devil try to bring upon us. But it takes a choice to turn your head to the trash and walk in the way of righteousness. Amen? Go back to Exodus 33. I'm talking about being a reflector of God's glory. How many of you want to reflect his glory? How many of you want to be a a bright reflector of his glory? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Exodus 33, 9 and 10, I want to look at here. It says, And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshiped, each man in his tent, in his tent door. Now, in the Old Testament, you will notice references to the presence of God as a cloud or as a fire. God, God led Moses and the children, uh, God led Moses and the Israelites in the wilderness by a cloud by day and fire by night. You all remember that? In uh, other references in the Old Testament refer to uh, the cloud of God's presence filling the temple or tabernacle of God. I want you to know something, that that still can happen today. I have seen the Shekinah glory of God, the cloud. We've been in here praying sometimes, and and it'll just start to get really thick, and and just a fog will start to form. God is manifesting his presence, his what is called the Shekinah glory, his manifest presence. How many of you would like to see that? How many of you would like to experience that? 
And when that starts to form, I, I always know it because as I'm walking, as I'm walking back and forth praying sometimes, it, it's the wildest feeling. Have you ever walked through thick fog before? It's like you feel, yeah, you feel um, almost like something, like a little bit of a resistance. It's heavy. It's heavy. It feels like a mist. You're walking in a mist. Like you're just walking in a cloud and you can sense it. See, I, I don't know about you, but I, I say to the Lord, Lord, I said, this is great reading about these experiences in the word, isn't it? Isn't it great? We can read about it. But I say, God, I want to experience it. I want to experience the glory of God. I want to see the glory. I want to live in the glory. I want to minister in the glory cloud. Every time I minister, I want a glory cloud to be around me. I want to be under an open heaven where the Holy Ghost is just pouring himself out in power. Amen? So what I'm saying is, you never heard that before? I'm telling you, press in. There's more. There is nothing like being in the presence of God, in the manifest presence of God. There is such a joy. I mean, it's probably the closest thing to what on earth you're ever going to experience. It's a taste of heaven on earth. Because when I am surrounded and in the manifest presence of God, it's just you you feel light. The burdens are gone. Oh. Be, why? Because his presence gives you rest. And we need to seek his presence like never before. Some of you say, well, I've never experienced his presence. My question would be, how often do you fellowship and commune with the Lord? Because if I'm not going to talk to anybody, are you hearing me? I don't want to hang around them. Or they're not going to want to hang around me if I'm just going to ignore them all the time. Yeah, I'm telling you. And you come to a point, when you start your prayer time, someone might say, but I I feel so dry, so dull in my prayer time. My advice to you is you press in, you press in, because you will get to the point where you, what I call the breakthrough happens. You break through that wall because you got to get through all that fleshly junk, all 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 the stuff that's weighing you down. And finally, as you press in and you just keep communion with, with the Lord, keep praising and worshiping him, you, you, you break through. I'm, I'm to the point now when, when I come in here to pray during the week, right when, when I come in here and I open my mouth, I, his manifest presence is here. It, it's, he, he's just here. His manifest presence. There is nothing wrong with seeking the manifest presence of God. Are you hearing me? If your heart is after God, and you know what the safeguard is? You really want to know what the safeguard is? Someone might say, yeah, but you're just seeking after experiences. You're going to open yourself up to evil if you do that. You know what the safeguard is? Press into the word. Have a heart for the word of God. And only see, I'm telling you right now. Fine, safeguard. You know, God's not offended when you say, God, I only want experiences that are of you. I don't want any deception. I don't want any counterfeits of the enemy. Are you hearing me? It's okay to do it. God won't be offended. God is not offended by that. In fact, he looks down and he smiles. He says, ha ha, that's a good boy. That's a good girl. Are you hearing me? Because how many of you know there are counterfeits out there? Amen. We don't want the counterfeit. And by the way, this is one thing in this move of God that's going to be happening. 
the counterfeits of the enemy are going to be exposed for what they are and the real power is going to be loosed like never before. The power of God. Amen? But anyways, just start fellowshipping with him. Break through the hardness of heart that you might have because there might be some, there's a hardness of heart. And you know, another thing that happens to me when I'm in, in, when the manifest presence is around me and I'm fellowshipping with the Lord, your heart is so soft, open, and pliable at that point. You know, the Holy Spirit reveals things that you, have, that you need to deal with in your life in a greater level. Are you hearing me? Why am I digging into this? It's not even in my notes. All I know is there's something good about to happen to you. But you need to press in. You need to contend for it. You need to press in. You need to get rid of everything. Everything that would hinder you from this. Everything. Make the decision today. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, make the decision right now. Right now to throw off the weights. Throw off the sin. And press in. Throw off the weights. Throw off the sin. And press in. This has been happening to me for the last few weeks. I'm right in the middle of preaching. I feel the unction to pray in the Spirit. Because the Holy Ghost needs to speak. Amen? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. This move of God is going to thwart people off of their comfort zones. Oh, so either, either, either when this flood comes and it knocks you off of your comfort zone throne, come on somebody, you're either going to get offended or you're going to go with the flow of the flood. That's not up to God, that's up to each individual. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Come on, sicko, rabo, shambati, comandi, cote. Come rambo, casilo, coshanabakiete. There is just so much more. There is just so much more. There is just so much more. We haven't even tapped in. We haven't even scratched the surface. I'm telling you. Karamo sikota robo shanabaka. I'm telling you, it's, it's, a, it's a clothed with power thing. It's not just an experience here and here. Oh, you, lay, you lay hands on one person and one gets healed, a, a, a hundred, the hundred others die. I, I'm telling you, there is this move is where the Holy Ghost is going to clothe us. Cl- clothe. I mean, but it's going to be for those who are truly going to be reflectors of the glory. For those who truly have, a heart, have God's heart. Come on. Those who truly have God's heart. Much shame has been brought to the body of Christ. Much shame has been brought to the body of Christ in the world's eyes. Are you hearing me? How many of you know where I'm going? Clean it up. 
clean it up. I hear the Holy Ghost saying right inside, clean it up, clean it up, clean it up, clean up on aisle five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Koramo shandi bakato kobramote. Olemo deate koramo shandi bokandi bokate halobakotema. Koramo shababaha. Holiness is a clean word. Holiness is a clean word. Are you hearing me? Holiness is a clean word. There are some vessels of honor. There are some vessels of dishonor, the Bible says. When the fire comes, it's either going to burn away everything you tried to build or it's going to purify everything you have. Oh my, oh my. How many of you are hearing it today from the Holy Ghost? Oh yes, the fire's going to come. Oh yes, the fire's going to come, but it, the, the purpose of it is going to be different in each individual's life depending of what you're building upon, what has been built. You know, uh, there, there's even been times where I had visions of, of television satellite trucks lined up right by the building here with the outpouring that's going to happen here. I, I, I mean, I, I speak this thing, but I really think that you guys really don't get it for the most part. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I, sometimes I, I just feel like, um, oh well. But, uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah seen the Lord. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah sing, seen the glory of the Lord. And his train filled the temple. In the year that King Uzziah died, come on somebody, Isaiah, seen the glory of the Lord. Some things have to die for you to see the glory. Some things, you got to let some things in your life die for you to see the glory. Oh, I hear that so strong. So there, there's some things in your life that, that you're holding on to so tight. Some things have to die for you to see the glory. Where am I going with this, Lord? Oh, let the river flow in this place, Lord. Let the river flow in that person's home watching right now, in that person's ministry watching right now, in the name of Jesus. Holy, 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 holy. What did Isaiah say when he seen the glory? Holy, 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 holy. He said, ah, woe is me. Woe is me. I am a man of unclean lips. Oh, There's only one good but God. Isn't that right? 
karomba shande bate kotaromba tikote kamremba. See, the problem is a lot of our definitions in the body of Christ are worldly definitions. Korobo shambati kate kopa. Lord, let the spirit of prophecy flow in this place. Let the spirit of prophecy flow in this place. There's a flow going right now. There is a flow going right now. And its purpose is to bring life. Bringing life, bringing life, bringing life. What is it that needs to die in your life? What is that thing or things that need to die in your life for you to see the glory of the Lord? I see a river, and I see a lot of people standing in a river, and they're only up to their ankles. Some of them are up to their knees. But then there's a, a drop-off point in this river, and no one is willing to go in that part, the deeper part. Why? Oh, they're splashing around, they're playing in the knee-deep and the ankle-deep stuff. My, my, my. In this video, I'm telling you, I'm seeing it right now in the spirit. In the deep part. It's like people that are standing on top of the water in that deep section where nobody is willing to go. Our people are, are the, the, uh, the sick and the diseased. What are you saying, Lord? That you're only going to be effective when you go in the deep. When you go in the deep things of God and you press in and you go deeper, that's when you're going to be effective against the sick, against the diseased. The ankle deep thing, the knee deep thing is not going to do it. It's not going to do it. You, you may see a result here and a result there. But the ones that, oh, you want to see results, it's on, the, it's on the deep side. It's on the deep side. It's over there. Jump in. Over there. Go deeper. Go deeper. Karaba. I can see it in the spirit. I see people who are willing. They're getting hungry. They're standing in that ankle and knee deep part. And they dive into the deep part. I see them diving in. And they come out. They're standing up by these people. They lay hands on them. And there's instant miracles. Amen. But you've got to dive in. You've got to dive in. You've got to dive in. 
Kurambati, deeper, deeper, deeper. Kamati kota rombo shanebaka. Kamati. You you got to get rid of that satisfaction. You got to get rid of that contentment. The contentment has to go. The contentment has to go. The contentment has to go. By the way, Monday through Saturday, 6 p.m. prayer all week this week. Shanda korabati kateramaramadiapa. Korambati katelo kotaramoshlimande. This commercial breaks brought to you by the Holy Ghost, by the way. I think people are afraid of the spirit realm. I think that the I think Satan and evil spirits have done such a wonderful job of, of, of the counterfeits that they have that they scared the Christians away from pursuing the real. How many of you have a witness? Say, you know, he might be onto something. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Did you know this? I mean, for every counterfeit, there's a real. For every counterfeit, there's a real. Yep. Yep. We, we've let the New Agers, we let the occultists and all of them scare us away from pursuing God and pursuing the deeper things of God. I'm convinced of it. I am convinced. When we have this treasure in earthen vessels. I'm telling you, people are, people are afraid. Christians, I'm talking about Christians, people who love the Lord, they're afraid. They're afraid to pursue God and ask him, Lord, let the word of knowledge flow through me because it might be a spirit of divination. Are you hearing me? People are, Christians are paranoid. They're afraid to pursue miracle signs and wonders. Guys. The early church didn't back away from this. In fact, I remember someone in, in Acts 4 praying, Lord, stretch forth your hand that mighty miracle signs and wonders would be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. Now, if they can pray, there's your scripture reference right there. If they can pray for miracle signs and wonders, we can too. We got word on it. We got word on it. Even, Even the prophecy the Lord gave to me back in 2005, he said, many are going to come from afar. They're going to taste and see that the Lord is good. And then the last part of it says, you know, they're going to, many people are going to come here and they're going to say, we have seen strange things in this place. <laughs> they, we have seen strange things in this place. Well, that's what miracle signs and wonders are. They're a sign and a wonder. They're going to make people wonder. 
Whoa. And, you know, when the real thing breaks out, you know what the sad thing is? There's going to be some people in the body of Christ who are going to point at him and they're going to say it's demonic. You're always going to have people who are, isn't it sad? See, when things started happening here in 2007, you know, some of the manifestations that were happening, I'll tell you right now, I mean, a lot of people take flack for that happening in their church and their ministry and, and whatnot. But I'll tell you right now, when those things started happening, I, I, we were not pursuing weird things. We were pursuing Jesus Christ with our whole heart. We were praising and worshiping him. And guess what happened? And it hasn't ceased. But it's going to get stronger. More miracle signs and wonders are going to begin to happen. God did not put us in this building for no reason. I'm tell, I, I, get ready. Mark my words. There is going to be incredible favor loosed upon us in this ministry like never before. Amen? Favor. One day of favor is better than a thousand days of labor. Amen? Amen? So God, God, let your favor be poured out on us in Jesus' name. Now, hallelujah. Let me finish this, please. Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many of you know that in the New Testament, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? All right, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 says, Don't you know that your body, the Christian's body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, why is that? Why is that? Where does really the Holy Spirit abide in the Christian? That's right. In, in, the, spirit, in, his, in the person's spirit man. So that's why your spirit man is contained in where? Your physical body. That's why your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, now why do I point that out? Because it's the biggest, I'm telling you, and I have to go here because I think the revival, this, you're going to see a lot of this going on in the revival, is Christians, the, the big thing is, can a Christian have a demon that needs to be cast out? Yes, yes, and yes. Deliverance is the children's bread. That's a whole other teaching, but that's why I broke it down. Your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit because your spirit man contains the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. There can be a devil in, in a Christian's physical body and in their soul. You hear? I didn't say spirit. I said because we are mind, will, and we are, we are body, soul, and spirit. Body and soul can be attacked by the enemy. Amen? Why do I make such a big deal out of that? Because if we fail to realize this, there are so many people in bondage in the body of Christ. And, and ministers are turning their heads to it and they're saying, oh, that can't happen. Deliverance can't be for, for them. Well, who's it for? The unbeliever? Uh, come on. Are you hearing me? In fact, deliverance from evil spirits is referred to as healing throughout the Gospels. Amen. It's referred to as healing. It's, it's nothing. You know, someone say, yeah, but your body's the temple of the Holy Spirit. No demon can reside in that body. I say, okay, all right. Can cancer be in a physical body then? Yep. Of course it can. So why do people have such a hard time that a devil can reside in there? In fact, some, some illnesses are demonic. 
There's been some people you cast the devil out of them and they're healed instantly. Are you hearing me? But people want to go round and round and round and try to prove that, it, that, that they can't, Christian cannot be demonized. Man, I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost on me right now. Deliverance from evil spirits is the children's bread. They need to be cast out. Amen? That's all I'll say about that. But anyway, so your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And do you want to dwell in the Holy of Holies? The Holy of Holies is where the presence of God was in the, in the tabernacle. Amen? And in, oh, who wants to live in the Holy of Holies? In the presence of Almighty God. We need to live our life in the Spirit. We need to stay full of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit. It is interesting to me, and I get a kick out of it, that the Bible contrasts being filled with the Holy Spirit with someone being drunk on wine. Now, I know people want to, you know, oh, they, they don't want to go there, you know, oh, that can't be. But that's what the Bible says, doesn't it? That's the comparison that it brings. Because, well, you know, when, when you're drunk, you, you know, you're, you're just willing to go with the flow. Right? You're willing to go. Well, in a spiritual sense, when you stay full, full of the Holy Ghost, guess what? You're going to want to go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. I mean, are you hearing me? Hallelujah. So on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was, was poured out, was given, the onlooker said, those people are drunk. They were filled with joy. Come on, you, you, you know, most of the time, you know, you see a drunk person in the natural, they're, they're, they're so giddy, they're, they're, it's like, oh. <laughs> right? You get filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to be joyful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. By the way, the next Wednesday night series we're doing, we got one more John Bevere left. You know what we're doing next? We're going to do some Rodney Howard Brown stuff next. All right? We've got to. We've got to. Hallelujah. All right? But in the New Testament, the presence of God that was manifested as a cloud by day and the fire by night in the Old uh, in the Old Testament, now dwells in you the Christian through the new covenant, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, my, my, my. My, my, my. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy Ghost change up here. Proverbs 2027. 20, Proverbs 2027. 20, I'm all messed up this morning, all right? It's even on video. I love it. Hallelujah. Proverbs 20, 27 says this, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, I want you to notice that we are simply the candle. We can't light, up, light it up ourselves. An unlit candle can't light up itself. It needs a, some, a stimulus to light it. Amen. It needs an outside source. And for us to light our candle, come on, it takes the Holy Ghost to ignite us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Light my fire. No. <laughs> All right. 
Glory to God. Living water. Rivers of living water. You know what living water means? It means water that keeps moving. You know what dead water is? Stagnant. You know, you know, dead water starts to stink. There's some stinking Christians on this earth right now. Because they're not going with the flow of the Spirit of God. They need to go with the flow. Oh, my, my, my. Glory to God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, go to Exodus thirty three eleven. Exodus thirty three eleven. Well, George. <laughs> no, never mind. Okay, uh, Exodus thirty three eleven. Go there with me. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that the joy of the Lord that you would restore the joy of the Lord, the joy of your salvation to every person in this place. The joy of the Lord, the joy of your salvation to everyone watching, everyone listening around the world, on the radio, on the internet. Lord, let your joy fill them now. Let the joy of the Lord fill them now. Let the joy of the Lord fill them now. In Jesus' name, a baptism of joy. A baptism of joy. Hallelujah. Exodus 33, 11. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he would return to the camp. But his servant Joshua, listen to this, the son of Nun. No, not the son of a nun, the son of Nun, okay? All right. A young man did not depart from the tabernacle. Now listen to this. Joshua wasn't satisfied with leftovers. He wasn't satisfied just to watch his leader go higher. He wanted his own relationship and experience with the Lord. Oh my, there's a Joshua generation rising up. We are the Joshuas of this generation that are willing. Where are they? Where are they? Where is the Joshua generation that are willing to go up to the mountain and bask in the presence of God for themselves and come down with a message for the body of Christ? Come on. Where are the Joshuas of this, this generation that are not satisfied riding on pastor's faith strings? Come on. But they want to be partaker of the divine nature for themselves. Where are the believers who are willing to humble themselves and come to their heavenly father as a little child, not concerned about what people think? Church, I'm telling you, it is time to press in and be reflectors of God's glory on this earth. Get ready. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. More, Lord. More, 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 more. Now, maybe there's some children of the devil in here today. What's a child of the devil? It's someone who has not made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. The Bible says it is appointed unto a man once to die, unto a person once to die, and then the judgment. You go out of here, you get in a car wreck, you get killed, you're done. Where you sat with Jesus Christ at that moment in time settles, seals your eternity. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want to pray with you today. 
to make him the Lord of your life. And I want you to come forward by this drum set. And I just want to pray with you today to have a new birthday, the born again experience. Maybe there's someone in here, maybe there's more of these. That you really haven't been being a reflector of the Lord, of his glory. Because you've backslidden, you've got into things, you've got into things that you shouldn't have. You realize you're, you're wrong and today you're willing to let those things die in your life. You're willing to let them go. If that's you and you want to rededicate to the Lord and you want him to light your candle this morning, I want you to come over by this drum set. Maybe there's someone in here you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's not Pentecostal. It's not charismatic. It's Bible. It's Bible. It's Bible. The Apostle Paul said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Who was the you all he was talking about? That's in Corinthians. In the letter he was speaking to the church, believers in Corinth. Thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. You all. So obviously all of the church in Corinth were speaking in tongues. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me, somebody? If you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism, I want you to come forward. If you want to learn more about the experience, come forward. Maybe uh, maybe you need prayer for healing. Cindy and Kent, come stand right up here. If you need prayer for healing of anything in your physical body, I want Cindy and Kent to pray for those who need healing today. The rest of you, I'm just going to open up the altar. If you want to seek the Lord on your own as the music plays, come on down.
His presence, His love is so thick and tangible in this room tonight. And there are some of you here that have not encountered the love of God. And tonight, God wants to encounter you and wants you to feel His love, His amazing love. Without it, these are just songs. These are just words. These are just instruments. Without the love of God, it's it's just like we're just up here just making noise. But the love of God changes us, and we're never the same. We're never the same after we encounter the love of God. We're never the same after we encounter the love of God. The love of God changes us. Stretch your hand toward that camera right now. Lord, we lift up the White family, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray for this family. Lord, in Jesus' name, let your power fall on them. Let deliverance come to this family. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, I pray that every one of them, Lord God, would become on fire, Lord God, for Jesus Christ. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on them now. Healing, healing upon Trudy. Healing upon the whole family. Healing upon the marriage. Every part. God, minister to them now by your Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, I lift up Kathy right now, and I pray that you would give her wisdom and discernment, Lord God. I pray her spiritual eyes and ears would be open. Let her see what you're doing, God. God, open the eyes of your servant and let her see what you're doing, God, in the realm of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, move in power in her life. Lord, let, oh God, oh Raboshe, let a fresh anointing be loosed upon her now. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. Glory to God. Kevin wants to thank all of us for our prayers for his mother and grandmother uh, for their healing and continued strength. Lord, continue to minister to Kevin's mom and grandmother, Lord. Lord, let your healing power flow on each one in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, every infirmity we command you to come out. And Lord, wholeness to come into every part of their bodies in Jesus' name. We pray for John uh, that he, he learns... Uh, learns to seek the real Jesus and the Holy Spirit of the Bible. Well, Lord, I pray for John. I pray that every bit of deception would leave John. And Lord God, that I command that devil that's blinding his mind to go in Jesus' name. Come out. And Lord, I pray you would reveal truth. Give unto John a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you and your son Jesus Christ in the written word of God. Take him deeper into the things of you. Deliver him from any deception and all counterfeits of the enemy in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Hallelujah. All right, everyone online, thank you for watching. Tune in next week. Same place, same station, right here in Big Rapids, Michigan. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right, everyone. Um, A couple of announcements here, first of all. Uh... Prayer, prayer this week, Monday through Saturday, 6 p.m., we will be here praying. I want to invite everyone to come out, whether it's for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, come out, amen? Uh, There was something else, evangelism night, Friday, 7 p.m., come on out for that, Wednesday night, finishing up John Bevere's series, all right? Uh, Was Elizabeth, was there something else? Hold on, let me think. No, that's got to be it. All right, guys.
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I could do it now. September, mark your calendars. September 20th through the 26th, a minister by the name of Bright, uh, Pastor Bryce Perry from Jacksonville, Florida. He's a, a revivalist. He has a church in Jacksonville. He travels around holding revival meetings. He's coming here September 20th through the 26th. All week, 7 p.m. revival meetings at night, and throughout the day, he's bringing an evangelism team from Jacksonville. We're going to plaster this area with evangelism all week. So mark your calendars, September 20th through the 26th. We did it for that time so we could hit Ferris hard. Amen? All right. Yeah, what you got? Yes. Yeah. What's her name? Okay, how old is she? 10 years old. And she has brain cancer? Yes. Stretch your hands toward her. Max and Ann, and, and, and this girl. Lord, we lift up Max and Ann, and we lift up this young, in uh, Ian, and this child, Lord God, who has cancer. Lord, I j- c- c- stand right over here by her, Michelle. They're, Lord, they brought these requests to our attention. And we know it's your will to heal. And right now, as I lay hands on them, we believe that your power from heaven is going to fall upon these children, that every bit of cancer is going to go, and healing is going to flow. In Jesus' name, we loose the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I command every devil to go in Jesus' name. And new and healthy cells to be formed in their bodies. Every cancer cell, go. Dissolve. Every cancerous growth dissolve in Jesus' name. And I say be healed. God, manifest your presence and glory around them right now. And in their body, every, every chemical balance, every organ healed, functioning properly in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be healed. Glory to God. Have a blessed week, everyone. We'll see you next week. Hallelujah.